Hey, well, if you're new to Sanctuary, I just want to welcome you. It's so great to have you here. Look at everybody here in the bad weather, huh? It's great that you're here and you brave the weather. So I'm so glad to see you. I'm so excited about uh, this morning. And so uh, I really believe today is going to be an unforgettable, uh, fantastic day. So you picked, if you're new, you picked a great time to be here. And uh, if you're new, hope that you feel just right at home. And wherever you're at on your spiritual journey, we love that you're here. So just make yourself comfortable and uh, enjoy the service. So uh, I said it before, but I think that today is going to be like a defining day in the church. Uh, this is the end of the Go Beyond series. We're coming to the end of, of that. And so I'm going to be talking about that. I'm going to be sharing some scriptures with you. I'm going to be talking about how I feel about you. So uh, hold your applause. I don't want a standing ovation, but I'm not going to do a regular message. All right, so please hold the applause. But uh, anyway, but we're coming to the finish line of the Go Beyond series. And so uh, um, next Sunday, let me tell you what we're going to do here before we jump into the message today. Uh, Next week, we're going to do, we're going to begin a series on Christmas, and we're going to do a couple Christmas messages really to help us kind of prepare ourselves, our hearts for Christmas, and then on Christmas Eve, December 24th at 3 and 5 o'clock, we're going to have an amazing Christmas Eve service. It's a great gift to the community, something to invite your friends to, and so, uh, and family to come to be a part of that. It's going to be amazing. Hey, on your seats there, I just want to show you, we're doing this uh, Go Beyond uh, series that we've been in for the past month. So we have these booklets. Grab this out. Take it out. I'm going to talk about it for just a minute. This is kind of like everything you need to know about Go Beyond, but we're afraid to ask. And so uh, anyway, so Go Beyond booklet. You can take these with you. Uh, so what I did here, what we did is we put together just everything we could think of that you would need to know. So on the front page there, on the front page, just I uh, talk a little bit about the church, kind of an introduction from me, some pictures there of kids in the youth group and worship and rooted graduation and baptism and family picnics and all that. So and then on the next page is just a little brief history. If you're new to Sanctuary Church, we started in 2007. We started in Beaumont in a little living room with about 10 people. And so uh, then we had a church service. We just kept growing. And then uh, we met in, in uh, out at a, a, an elementary school out in Beaumont. Then we moved here a few years later. Uh, we built the ministry center. We went to a couple services. And then uh, last year, the elders said, hey, we got to find a new home. Like with increased urgency, we've got to get really super serious. Uh, we've got to find a new home. We believe God is calling us. So that was last year. Then this year, God has provided a new home. On the next page there, you can see the new home that God has provided, which says go beyond our, our new home there. And uh, on the left there, we just talk a little bit about what the church has been about. The church is about, we want to inspire people and help people to find Jesus we think he's the answer, and then to follow him and to further who he is. So to help people pursue God, we do things, do small groups, we do Rooted, all that. So we just help people volunteer, have serve experiences. So we talk about that, and then uh, building community. And so we really believe the church is a community, gospel community, a biblical community that unlike any other community, it's special. And so we talk about how we build community there. And then lastly, we feel we're a church called to bless the community and beyond. And so just some things the last year or so that we've done there to bless the community. And then on the next page there, it's Ukaipa campus. So it's by the numbers. Uh, it's going to cost $2 million to uh, refurbish the 20,000 square foot packing house. We bought it for six hundred, and uh, the total cost is going to be about $2.85 million there. So it's uh, on the right there, 700-seat auditorium, a few hundred parking spaces, plenty of parking. So, And then a timeline, like how long is this going to take? 
Well, it's just estimated because, you know, with cities and all that there's some variables there. But uh, we're going, we have to do uh, the things that are listed there. I don't want to go through that and bore you, but you can read through that. And then on the next page, I wanted to point out to you our all-star, this is amazing, just a remarkable team here that we didn't have to go out and hire people from the outside. They're like all from Sanctuary, and this is like an amazing five-star, highest-level professional team here. Ray Martinez, he's designed about 35 churches. So he's been doing this for decades. He's amazingly gifted, uh, great architect. Uh, We have John Greenfield, who is a fantastic architect. Highly respected general contractor in the area, uh, builds the Loma Linda Hospital there. Uh, so he's been doing this since uh, the 1980s. We have Paul Welch, civil engineer from Ukaipa, uh, is, is uh, eminently qualified there. We have Steve Mason, a pastor here, uh, our associate pastor, who has done this before. He's done this very project, doing a, a coordinator for a, uh, a packing house years ago. And then some question and answers. Uh, What's the, what's the new campus number four going to include once it's completed there? Going to have amazing spaces for children where they can grow in their faith that are safe. We're going to have a great space for, for young adults, for high school students. They're going to have their own, own space. We're going to have outside a plaza, courtyard, volleyball, basketball, skate park, all that. Uh, and then a, a great uh, meeting space for adults, 700-seat uh, auditorium there. So anyway, so all the information is there about what Go Beyond is all about. All right? You good? <laughs> so now check this out. I want you to check this out. So the printer that did this is in San Bernardino. It's, it's a Print Pros in San Bernardino. And he printed this for us. And uh, so uh, he's working with us very closely, and he's seeing all the pictures and hearing why we're using certain pictures and what we're doing. So he worked obviously very, uh, very closely with us on this. So when we went to pick this up, the printer says to us, says, I want to support Go Beyond. And he said, I want to make a three-year pledge to go beyond. And he says, he says this, he says, I want to give, he says on the, on the, on the card there uh, that we have there, says uh, to make a gift, says, I want to make a gift today. The printer starts writing out, San Bernardino, writes it out, and then he says, I want to give a couple thousand dollars. I want to give $2,000. So the printer that did this was so inspired by this that he's supporting it. Isn't that great? This is awesome. So, uh, Anyway, he said, and I will be there when you have your opening service there. So really super cool what God is doing there. So, uh, so you have that information there. So what I want to do this morning, what I want to do is a little different. And so because I've been with you for over 12 years, and uh, I want to share with you this morning how I really feel about you in my heart. So what I want to do, I want to spend the rest of the time this morning, I want to talk about how I feel about you. Because I've been with you for 12 years, over 12 years here. And uh, so the scriptures are there that I'm going to go through as I talk about you. And I want you to look at Philippians chapter uh, 1, verse 3. I'm going to read through verse 6. And this is how I feel about you. It's best captured by what Paul said to the church at Philippi when he said, I thank God for you, and I do, whenever I think of you. And my constant prayer for you is a real joy. For they bring back to mind how we've worked together these past 12 years for the gospel from the earliest days back then till now. And I feel sure that the one who's begun his good work in you will go on developing it until the day of Jesus Christ when he returns. And so, friends, this is how I feel about you. 
And I want to just open up my heart and talk about that uh, because I am so great. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that I get to spend this journey with you. So this is up close and personal, and I'm going to open up uh, myself to you. And uh, so today what I want to do with our remaining time, and I'm going to talk about Go Beyond Initiative, but I want to, I want to brag on you because there's a lot to brag about. There's a lot to brag about about you. So I'm going to do that this morning here. And so the first thing that I want to say is I thank God for your love. I thank God for your love. And here's why I thank God for your love. This is, uh, in, I've been in church world for decades, for decades. This is the most loving church I've ever been a part of. It is the most loving church. And let me talk about that because I would say what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. He says, we continually thank God for you. And why do we? Because the love that you have for one another it just seems to never stop increasing. So I thank God for you because you really, you are the most loving church that I've ever been a part of. And so, uh, and you can just feel it. You've, uh, when I ask people, the question that I ask people when they're new uh, and they come back for a second time, I always ask them this question. If you're here, uh, you probably heard me ask you this question. I will say, hey, what brought you back a second time? After you came the first time, what brought, why did you come back? And so, and one of the things that they often will tell me is this. says, just how it felt on this campus wasn't the music or the message, it was how it felt on this campus. And when you come on the campus, you can feel the energy. You know, from the moment you drive up, you just feel the energy and you can hear it all the time and you sense it that people here, they love God and they love one another. And there's no pressure, there's no one twisting their arms here. Uh, they genuinely feel like family. They genuinely, you genuinely care about one another here. I love it outside when it, it's usually it's loud and people are laughing because they love to be here and you love one another. It's not like this quiet, uncomfortable vibe going on here. But people are here, and this is another thing they'll tell me, people are here because they want to be here. People are here, they, they want to be here. So this is a loving church. This is a loving place here. And I thank God for your love that is increasing for one another, and it's increasing for others that are spiritually out there, searching, wandering there, who haven't experienced amazing grace. So more and more, your love is increasing here, and, uh, and not only for one another, but for your neighbors, for globally, for uh, internationally. I heard a story once, and uh, it, it, it has application to this very point that I'm trying to make. And that is, there was a guy who was driving down a, a local boulevard on uh, Ukaipa, and he had this woman behind him that was just irate. I don't, she, we don't know what she was so irate about, but she's irate. So she's driving his, uh, uh, right behind him, tailgating, riding his bumper there. And uh, so he sees a yellow light, and rather than try to drive through the light, does the safe thing. He probably could have made it. Hits his brakes there, and she goes livid. She just goes ballistic on him there, and she screeches her brakes up behind him. She's screaming. Uh, she puts her hand out the window and, uh, you know, does the gesture where you're number one and all that. And then uh, the, the next thing she knows, there's a, there's a policeman knocking on the window. And so there was behind her. And so she gets handcuffed. She gets taken to the jail. She gets fingerprinted, all the intake, photograph information, all of that. So 
after a few hours sitting in the jail there, the police officer comes up to her and says, ma'am, I'm, I'm so sorry. There's been an awful mistake here. So I got to apologize because when I, when I saw the fish sticker on your car and then I saw the WWJD around the license plate, what would Jesus do? And then I saw the other bumper sticker there that said, that said Christians are not perfect. They're just forgiven. And I saw the gestures you were making and the antics and everything. I just naturally assumed that it was a stolen car. I just made that up, but I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty funny. So, uh, but it's pretty true. But here's the point. I thank God you're not like that. I thank God that you're not like that. That you're not one thing here and another thing at, at other, other places. And so, anyway, I thank God for your love. And uh, the commitments that we're making today are an expression of our love. Our expression of our love for one another, our love for God, our love for the church here. And I'm reminded, I talked about this uh, last week, Ephesians 5, 2. To live a life filled with love for others. And what does that look like when you live a life filled with others? Well, here's what it looks like. That you follow the example of Christ. Well, 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 what does that look like following the example? Well, that he gave himself. He gave himself as a sacrifice to take away our sins. That's what it looks like. And that's what you do. You, you, you live sacrificially. You love one another there. And I think it's awesome. And so I'd like to show you just this last couple of weeks, another example of this, of how you love one another. And your love then expands beyond the four walls of this church out into the community. And so what we've done here, look, check out these pictures here. This is Operation Christmas Child. And this year you gave about 260 of these Christmas boxes that they are evangelistic and discipleistic in nature there. And these are going to go to the Philippines. And so we had a team of 24 people. You can see them up there. They're working. They're packing the boxes. They spent a, a half a day there working to do this to just bless the community beyond this community, the Philippine, uh, in the Philippines, the children there. And so anyway, that's who you are. That's what this church is all about. And this is loving your neighbor. If you ever wonder about it, does a church really love children, love their neighbors? Yeah, look at that. There's, there's proof right there. And so this is a place, this is a church. I thank God for you just for the love that you have there. And so because this is a loving church. So, and that spills over into lives that are changed. God uses the love in this church to impact the community and beyond. And lives are changed. So check out this video here. This shows uh, what, uh, how lives are changed. There's a reason why so many people get baptized every year. This year has been about 60. We've had up to 90 people uh, a year that, that get baptized. And there's a reason for that. And so, and we're relocating to our first ever church campus so that we can do more of that. We can do more baptism. We're going to do it right there in the front of the campus there. So we're going to have right at, right in the courtyard, uh, we're going to fill the courtyard after our, some of our church services. We're going to do baptisms right there. It's going to be awesome. So, but I thank you for your love. And the next one's going to sound a little bit kind of like, well, now how did he come up with that? But the next one is, I thank God for your flexibility. Let me explain. I thank God for your flexibility. I know it sounds kind of funny, but the reason I'm saying that, because you've rolled with all the punches, you've rolled with all the changes, you've rolled with the changes in service times, in meeting locations. Uh, a few weeks ago, we met across the freeway on short notice. Uh, we had to do that because of the fires, but your, your church has been flexible, and I really appreciate that because uh, uh, we've moved, uh, we've changed service times, uh, we've said goodbye to staff, we've welcomed new staff that members that God has brought our way uh, 
uh, we've had multiple changes here. We've added ministries. We've stopped some ministries here. Uh, you put up with a school campus where you have to be taken around in a tram all over the place. You put up with putting up chairs and taking down chairs here. And so, uh, and here's what I want to say. It takes unselfish people to build a church, and you're unselfish, and you're, you're flexible there. And again, you've rolled with the punches and uh, uh, to reach people that matter to God. And so I just thank you that you've been flexible that way, and you've rolled with the punches. And now we're going to make the mother of all changes here in about 20 months when we move across the freeway to our new campus. Uh, we're moving to a new city, even though it's just diagonal and it's only uh, as a bird flies, maybe two miles there, but it's, it's, a, it's a change. And you know, sometimes people don't handle change very well. Sometimes change can be difficult. I remember when I first got married and uh, I'll share it the first service because my wife will be in the second service. But uh, so she initiated some non-sanctioned changes on a regular basis. And I was having a little bit of a, of a hard time with that because I'd come home. I am not kidding you. I could come home, and uh, I had a baby grand piano. I used to play the piano. So I had this baby grand piano, and I loved it. It was like from the 1920s, and I just loved this old antique piano. And I came home one day, and the piano filled up half of our living room in our house then. It was gone. It was gone. And I said, Kirsten, what? I said, I said, the piano's gone. And she goes, yeah, I, I, I sold it to uh, some missionaries. I said, you, you, that, was my, like, that was my piano. It was non-sanctioned. And uh, so I didn't like the change very much at all. She sold it for $400. It cost me 2000 Anyway, so I just lost my piano just in a moment. And then like, you know, a few more weeks go by, whatever, and my prized Alaskan wolf had the big head with the snarly teeth and everything. I come home and the, and the and it's gone. It's just gone. Like it's 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 no longer. And she just got rid of it. She's just making all these non-sanctioned change after non-sanctioned change. And then to top it off, we'd have people over the house. And I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. We'd have people over the house, and I would be saying goodbye to them. And I go, "That's my jacket." I'm not kidding. I, I'm not. I, I'd be talking. I, and I, and I realized, that, that's my jacket. And then after I say, Kirsten, I think they had my jacket. And I said, yeah, I gave your jacket away. And she just, if she didn't like my stuff, she just gave it away. And so I like, I'm not liking all these changes that are, that are happening. Sometimes change can be a little bit difficult, you know, you know what I mean? And so, uh, so we're making some changes and I'm just grateful for your flexibility that, uh, so don't tell that story. Don't tell the story to her. Okay. Don't text her or anything like that. Just kind of like keep it between me and you. Okay. Just keep it right here. We're good. Just keep it right here. Cause I'll hear, I'll hear about it. If you, if you, okay, we got it. So, so what's the difference then that makes people uh, open and flexible? And one of the things I just appreciate about this church uh, and that I just love is you've always been forward thinking. You've always been forward thinking. Uh, and I so appreciate that. Uh, the Bible says in Isaiah 43 on the screens here, the Lord says, forget what's happened before and don't dwell on the past. And that's a healthy way to live there, not to live always in the past. Look at the brand new thing I'm going to do, the Lord says, and it's already happening. And so I'm grateful for the brand new thing that the Lord is doing here. I'm grateful for that. And uh, there's a sense of anticipation and excitement there. And I'm grateful that 
we thank God for the past. We honor the past. We celebrate the past. We learn from the past. We learn from our mistakes. We learn from our successes, but we don't just camp there. So I appreciate that, that we're a church that forward-thinking, flexible church. Number three, not only thank God for your love and your flexibility, but I thank God for your generosity. I'm just so moved. I'm just, I'm, I'm, if I could open up my heart and show you my heart, I'm just so moved by your generosity. And every week I hear stories that just move me and, uh, uh, and how, 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 you, how you sacrifice and the things that you do. And so they're just wonderful. And I try to tell as many stories as I can about this. But every week I hear stories of people giving up things and jewelry and, and uh, savings accounts and doing garage sales and lemonade stands and all kinds of things that people are doing. And Pastor Luke is going to tell another cool story uh, uh, in just a moment here, but I'm so grateful for your generosity. And so I heard a cool story uh, this past week. Pastor Lucas was sharing it. And so I asked him if he wouldn't come up and wouldn't share uh, what, why we wanted the kids to be here, because we wanted the kids to be here this morning, the children to be here, so they could be a part of this moment that we're experiencing here today. And so uh, we have got just a fantastic and amazing children's pastor uh, I respect him so much. He's done such a tremendous job. Would you please put your hands together and welcome Pastor Lucas? You need um, Lu- <laughs> Good morning. Hey. So for the past month, we have been talking about the Go Beyond building campaign. And at first, uh, our kids were like, what are you talking about? We have no idea what you're talking about. That's not Minecraft, and it's not uh, Fortnite, so what are you talking about? So we had to unpack this idea of what is Go Beyond and what, what, it's, what is the Lord doing in our church. And so once they grasped that, it was all downhill from there. They were pumped. They were excited. They were thinking about, how can I be a part of what God is doing at Sanctuary? And so as we unpacked that, they, we, we kind of put these little coin banks together, and we handed them out to our kids. And so over the last couple of weeks, our kids have been coming up to us and saying, Pastor Lucas, this is what me and my sisters have done this, this, uh, this weekend. We've had lemonade stands. We've had kids go home and crack open their piggy banks and count their monies, all of $1 of pennies, to figure out this is what I'm going to give to our, our, our uh, Go Beyond uh, building campaign. We've had kids sell stuff like their skateboards and bikes and stuff like that. And it's just been awesome to see God capture their hearts and, and move them in a way that they're able to understand like, hey, I'm going to give to this. I, I want to be a part of what God is doing. Even in their, in, you know, as, as an elementary age kid, Christmas is there and they're, you know, they're kind of thinking through Christmas, but they're also thinking, how can I be a part of what God's doing? And it's been absolutely amazing to see what that looks like. And so um, this past week, they've been um, uh, just gathering uh, uh, funds and their little uh, coin collectors. And so I think we're, are we going to take that, that offering right now? So if you are an elementary age uh, uh, student and you have your little coin collectors, you can go ahead and bring them up. Um, and there's a basket right up here in the front and you're just going to drop them off. And so give a round of applause for these kids that have saved, that have broken up. No, no, you just leave. Just, just go ahead and put the whole thing in there. Yep. Just drop the whole thing in there. Awesome. Yeah. Ooh, we got one with two. Nice. 
Good job, guys. I'm so proud of you. All right. So it, is, it has been awesome to see their hearts turn towards generosity. And the cool thing is, is every week we take an offering in our small groups, and we're always trying to get them to connect what this is. And this is worshiping the Lord. And so they're trying to, we want them to see that this is not just giving to a thing. Yes, Abram! Right there, buddy. Right, right there. All right. And so it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And so we're excited to see what the Lord does in the next, uh, next couple years. And that's about it. To Lucas. That's great. <laughs> it's all about equal sacrifice, not equal giving. And uh, uh, I'm reminded of a scripture shared last week, Second Samuel 24, 24, where David said, I'm not going to give an offering to the Lord, that which costs me nothing. And so uh, I saw a Batman picture. We don't have that Batman picture, do we, of that? Uh, no, that was really, really cute. Well, anyway, uh, so um, we wanted the kids to be, be a part of this experience here and love that they could could be a part of it. I heard a story I just have to share with you that really moved my heart. It just really, really moved me. And um, there's a story of a woman in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and her church is doing something like what we're doing. And so she's a, a mom with a couple, couple kids there, a couple children. And so she got up and she shared her story. I'm, I'm quoting now. I want to quote her story. She said, my day begins at 5 a.m. every day when I wake up with two little girls, get them ready for daycare so I can go to my minimum wage job, where I try to squeeze in a little overtime to make ends meet, pick up my girls at 6 p.m. For the next four hours, it's our time where we cook and cuddle and we read and play. I put them to bed, and then I have a quiet devotional time. I, I fall asleep around 11, a. 11 p.m., and I get up the next morning and do it all over again. And I don't wear makeup because that would be a luxury right now. My girls have to go, would have to go without something. I can't remember the last time I bought clothes at a department store, and I shop at Goodwill. So when our church started talking about this above and beyond, I thought, I don't have above and beyond. And then one night I was laying in bed, and I was praying. And I thought to myself, every week at Wendy's, I have the fast food value meal, and I could give that up. That's $5 a week. over the next three years, so that's what I'm going to do. It's not much, that is what I'm going to do. I was silenced, of course, in the church. I was reminded of of Jesus' words that we shared last week, the woman that broke the alabaster jar over over, uh, and poured it on his his feet and his head. And Jesus said when she was being criticized, said she has done what she could. I was reminded of that scripture that she has done what she could. And I think that that's something that you want to have uh, over your own life, that whatever it is, you just want to live before God, doing what you what you know that you can. And so there's a business guy there, and he gets up the next week, and he tells his story. And he says this, and I quote, Our family had decided that we were going to give a, a large amount to the campaign. And then he pointed to the young uh, mom seated in the second row, and he said, We came last week, and then he pointed to her, That woman in the second row ruined everything for us. He said, how can I stand up here and casually give out of my excess when she's sacrificing like that? So we've doubled our commitment, and to be honest, my wife will still be able to afford makeup. My girls will still be able to buy clothes at the department store. and We'll probably never understand the concept of sacrifice like that woman. But I think God is moving us in the right direction. 
And uh, friends, that's really listening to God. That's listening to God there. And I think, and I just want to say a brief word to a couple different groups here. The first group is here, if you're here this morning, you're part of this church, and perhaps you're married in, uh, in a relationship with a spouse that doesn't share your faith like you do. And being a part of, of, uh, of something like a go beyond is, is not realistic because of that. I just want to say that we understand, uh, we love you, and uh, uh, we'd pray for your spouse. We'd love to do that even this morning here, but it's our honor that we're, you're, we're, a part, we're all a part of this family, and there's like no, no expectation, no pressure, just like uh, nothing whatsoever there. And so and second, like I just want to say the people that it's not realistic like to be a part of a go beyond where maybe financially you're strapped, where it's like absolutely no, no worries there, no pressure. God knows what's going on, and we just love you, and we're here to serve you, and delighted to be a, a part of the journey together here. And so uh, you matter to God, you matter to us. And uh, our, our, our uh, unfailing commitment is to you. It has nothing to do with, with, uh, with this Go Beyond journey here. And so I thank God for your love. I thank God for your flexibility and your generosity. Lastly, I just thank God for your faith. And uh, obviously, I thank God for your faith in him. But I also want to just say it's very humbling for me. It's very humbling uh, the, the faith that you have in our leadership, in our elder board, in myself, and, uh, and, and I, I say this before God, that to me it's a sacred trust. It's a sacred trust. And uh, we take it very seriously. And so, uh, I mean, what we're doing, it's significant. It is significant here. And so we don't carry uh, the responsibility lightly. We take it, take it very seriously. So I just want to thank you for your trust here. And I just want to say that the people that we work with, they're as good as it, they're as good as it gets. They're amazing. And, uh, and I'm so grateful for them. And I thank God for your faith because I really feel that like, uh, it's extraordinary. Uh, I've, I've seen it for over the last 12 years. And Hebrews says this, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that without one thing, it's impossible to please God. And that one thing is faith. Yeah, that one thing is faith. And so and then in, uh, uh, in Romans chapter 1, verse 8, Paul said, let me say this, is I thank my God. I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. And here's why. It says, your faith is known not just here in Rome. It's known here in Rome and the, 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 the church in Rome, but it's known beyond Rome. It's known like beyond that, like all over the world. And I just want to say that, that there are people that know of your faith, friends, it's literally true that your faith is spoken of outside the circle of the city and, and, uh, and around the world here. And one of the signature projects that we do is uh, St. Joseph Orphanage in um, uh, Zimbabwe in the Harare Boys Home. So we've supported them for years and years. And it's just cool that you, some of you may not know this. Part of the sanctuary story is this, is that an orphan from those two places that lived there the first 18 years of his life then uh, came to America. And we met him shortly thereafter for over a decade this orphan has been here, been a part of our, of our story. And so uh, TAPS has been a champion for orphans. TAPS has been a voice for orphans. I mean, TAPS... Uh, speaks uh, all over besides here. He's been on the on Oprah, and uh, you've seen his YouTube videos. So, uh, and Taps drives all the way from Los Angeles every Sunday that he's free to be with you because he loves you. And um, he's done that. He's driven in from Los Angeles. Taps is right over here. He's going to be up here in a second. He's driven in from Los Angeles for 10 years. Don't even think about, think about it because he loves you and you love him. So would you please welcome Taps? He's going to talk about. <laughs> One, two.
Um, good morning. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not even a, a thing for me anymore. You know, I think when you, when you fall in love with a place and you fall in love with a group of people, uh, that drive doesn't even feel like, it feels like I've just driven up the street. And, um, you know, when uh, Dr. Collins asked me to share this morning about what the church has done, uh, I took a moment to reflect on my own life and to see where I started and to see how far God has brought me. And I am taken back to a particular place in my life when I was about 12 years old. And I was looking out the window and all the kids were playing soccer. And I remember asking myself this question. I said, God, why am I in this place? And is there a plan for my life? And does anybody care? And I ended up writing a song called What Have I Done? And... um it's amazing what God brings you through when you go through all that pain and that struggle. And what Sanctuary has done is he's reminded countless kids in Zimbabwe every year and every time that there's a need for school supplies, every time there's Christmas comes around and they feel forgotten and they feel like nobody cares, but Sanctuary has stepped up and made kids feel like they belong. And for me, it's, it's so much more because the gifts are, I mean, they're great, but it's the impact, it's the thought that counts that there's people all across an ocean away who've never met us, who've never seen us, but who love us. And not only does it go with Christmas or school, it's rebuilding the home. It's putting new doors, new windows, new showers, clothes. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And I hope next year at some point that we'll be able to actually take a team so that the church can actually see for themselves what they've done. What you have done is you've put the hope of Christ in these kids. You've put the hope of Christ through your giving and through, through your love and through your support. And so for the last decade, I can't believe it's been 10 years, um, you have been my family and continue to be my family. And you have loved those that you've never met. And I just pray to God that he would increase you in wealth, in health, and spiritually as well. Because, you know, the road is long. Uh, I heard this quote saying, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, or whether you're somewhere in between, the earth is not a final resting place because we're all trying to find our way back home. And that's what you're doing for these kids. You're helping them find their way back home. Thanks. Thanks, Taps. Thank you, Taps. <laughs> and so... Um, Let's appreciate uh, Taps' story and journey and so honor that, that he's a part of us. And um, you are his family, and you're an extension of uh, family to the orphans there in Zimbabwe. And so I hope it's clear today why I thank you so much and, and, and how much that I love this church. And so um, I thank you for your love, and I thank you for your flexibility. 
I thank you for your, your generosity, and I thank you for your faith.